1: Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahomans, Oklahoma State Football Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jacob Unruh. And Jacob, this is the post-game edition of the way closer than it should have been 27-13 to 13 win over Central Arkansas, an FCS program. A uh, very odd, very interesting night at Boone Pickens Stadium that, uh, that, that we just witnessed.
0: You, this is our fifth season to cover this team together. Yes, And I don't think we've seen a lot of interesting, crazy things. We have, we have, not jumbled all into one giant mess in one game <laughs> like this. I think, though. Yeah, and it was just fascinating all around and strange, and I still wrapping my head around it. And it's one fifteen in the morning.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is it's 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 late. It's a uh, it was a wild day a lot to uh, to try to talk about in a, uh, a really quick setting here in the post game, but uh, let's start with this. Out of all the crazy, weird, odd things that we saw today, what is the top of the list for you? What's the number one moment sequence thing that we witnessed tonight?
0: There's so many. Oh, absolutely. So many, I, but I gotta go with the first defensive uh, Possession Se- series. series. Yeah. Oh, possession's not right. Series. Yeah. It's 1 a.m. Like It I said. is. Uh, defensive series for the Cowboys. Brian Nardo's debut. Mm hmm. A lot of excitement there. And then it was just chaos. He called it a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, that's um, fair. It felt like an anchor man, like he's in a glass, you know, glass case <laughs> of emotions. But uh, roller coaster of emotions because it was nuts. Like you felt like they had a chance to get a stop there. They don't get stops. They get gashed a little bit. All of a sudden, Central Arkansas is a 20-yard touchdown, and you're like, oh, boy, here we go. But mm-hmm. a penalty takes it back. Five-yard penalty. It's all of a sudden, they score on the same, the next play, pretty much the same play, 25 yards. You're yes. just like, what is going on? Penalty takes it back. You're thinking, this is chaos. Then OSU gets two defensive penalties, including a pass interference, gets them inside the 10, and you're just like, well, this, this is just going as poorly as it possibly can, mm-hmm. And it's so chaotic. And then they hold him to a field goal, and you're like, well, that's that's a good, small victory. Yeah. And Corey Black blocks the field goal. Yes. And all is well in the world. <laughs> and then OSU settles down defensively, has some some spots that pop up on them. They're playing pretty vanilla, playing a lot of base, never showed a four-man front mm-hmm. um, that they talked about doing at times. Held a lot of stuff, gave them some yards, but overall his defense was pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And before I get to my, uh, my, my crazy thing, 59 yards allowed on that first possession for Central Arkansas. The rest of the first half, only 67 total yards. That was a really impressive turnaround considering the way that first drive felt. It felt like 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 things were going to crumble quickly yeah. for that defense.
0: Well, and Mike Gunny talked about the tackling was so bad in that yes. first drive, particularly because they hadn't hardly tackled. They hadn't done live tackling, right. and it showed. It looked like they had no. idea. I mean, Colin Oliver looked at the. <laughs> I think uh, Shunderek uh, pal, mm-hmm. was right there with him. All he had to do was reach out and touch him, and instead he just ran away from him. And yeah. I was like, "What's what's Colin Oliver doing?" And so it was it was bizarre, um, a bizarre start to Brian Nardo's career. Um, but definitely settled down and he looked like he's going to be okay.
1: Yeah. They had a couple of long touchdown drives in the, in the second half, obviously that made things interesting. Uh, but as a whole, I thought the defense was, uh, was, was overall pretty solid. They held when they needed to. And like I said, they were, they were in base a lot. They weren't doing a lot of creative things. And listen, this defense is still learning. There's still there are going to be moments when guys are out of position or a little bit confused and it and it causes them to hesitate for a moment. All those sorts of things are going to continue to happen with this defense for a while. Well,
0: they kept getting burnt with those flat passes. Yeah, they did. At that was point. that
1: was the one thing they didn't seem to have an answer for. Yeah, and for.
0: Gundy said you know we couldn't figure that one out, but he said they have an answer and we figured figure it yes. out, but they couldn't figure it out on the fly. Is what I kind of right. understood that to say. Like exactly, they just kept getting beat a little bit on that, but I don't worry too much about that in no the
1: yeah, I think they get that that figured out. Uh the 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 top of the list for me as far as the wacky stuff that we saw tonight. Corey Black blocks two field goals in one half. Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 insane. There were a lot of really interesting special teams moments, uh, but that was the top for me. They then then Cody tried ends up blocking an extra point later. And it's just, it, the, the whole thing was was well, crazy. And people aren't going to know this because
0: they're not, you know, the press box has an announcer and announces mm-hmm. the place. They credited Corey Black with the block <laughs> for, like, five seconds. And I was yeah. like, wait, Corey Black again? Right. Like, a third time? Like, this is this is insane. And then they corrected yeah. it to Walter Scheid. And, and, and it was just, like, to see a guy do that. And I asked him about it, and he was just like, you know, I couldn't believe that they didn't adjust. Yeah. And... I just able to come free a second time yeah. and he's like, they didn't touch me either time. And, and, and I think someone asked, you know, kind of what a him of get there. And he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm fast. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, he's pretty fast. So I he mean, is. it was, it was remarkable. I, I had never seen anything like that before.
1: Yeah. Also very difficult to say Corey black blocked a field goal.
0: Yeah. A lot easier to write than say,
1: yeah. And it's not nearly as fun as saying cornerback Corey black. Which, oh, is, one quarterback, favorite,
0: quarterback quarterback. Like which is one of my favorite, which is
1: one of my favorite phrases, uh, centering around that particular player. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we talked a lot about defense. Moving over to the offense, I it, it blew my mind that they stuck with the quarterback plan first of all. Yes, that they didn't panic when Central Arkansas pulls within a score. And they've got them somewhat pinned down uh, near their own goal line. They still send Gunner Gundy out there, the, uh, the the third stringer. You know, Garrett Rangel got the start, which which surprised me a little bit. Yeah, he played well. He did played well. Alan Bowman looked pretty solid. Looked really good when they went to their their up tempo offense mm-hmm. right before the half, and then Gunner comes in late in the third quarter of a tight ball game when they're struggling to run the ball, and it felt very much like 2022, uh, you know, November all over again.
0: The Iowa State
1: game. Yeah, We're gonna, yeah, where exactly.
0: He struggled and Spencer had to come off the bench hurt. Exactly. In the fourth quarter and win the game.
1: Yes. So I was, uh, I was a little surprised that they didn't stick with, maybe it, at, at the very least, a rotation of, of Rangel and Bowman to see who could get things going. At that point, but they didn't. They went to they went to Gunner, gave him his chance. Um, you know that that first drive of his at the end of the third quarter was uh, wasn't wasn't great. He completed a couple of short passes, but they didn't get a first down. It felt
0: very uninspired. Yeah, play calling. It I, really, it really I, I did. Not much. That I, I just wasn't a good drive all around.
1: Yeah. Then he comes out and misses uh, a pass early in the fourth quarter, and that was basically the last somewhat. Um, challenging moment that he faced. He only had one more incompletion the rest of the day throws for over hundred yards in the fourth quarter. They rushed for 97 yards in the fourth quarter. They'd rushed for 52 up to that point. They go for, for 97 in the fourth, the, just all around. I don't even know how to explain what happened. M- maybe, uh, you know, maybe central Arkansas got a little bit worn down. They were able to get some more push on the offensive line, give their guys some room, uh, I I can't explain. I'll tell you what happened. Ollie Gordon happened. Well, that was a big part of it. Ollie Gordon didn't touch the
0: ball in the second quarter or the third
1: quarter. Right. And all of a
0: sudden, in the fourth quarter, he gets the ball, and everything just explodes. Yeah. I mean, he has so much energy, so much of a spark. And then he hurdles a guy, a guy who's six feet tall who was pretty much standing upright. Yes. And he hurdles the guy. And that, I've never, like, that was incredible. It was impressive. It just seemed like all the life came back to OSU all of a sudden with Ollie Mm -hmm. on the field.
1: Yeah, it did. You know, even the, I mean, the 43 yard run that ended up being, getting called back Mm -hmm. was, was a jolt of energy that that it was like, oh, okay, maybe they can do something. Then he has the next play. They go right back to him on its second and 14 because they had a four yard penalty because of where they were on the field. Second and 14 from what their own three and he goes for 17 yards but he had it looked like he was down at about 10 mm-hmm. somehow kept himself off the ground and keeps going and and it just everything had changed at that point and it's just incredibly hard to understand and 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 explain but they they figured it out and they and they got going and and pulled out a game that it felt like they were in danger of losing really just, like I said, so many odd things about about this whole game. I
0: mean, you got punters who haven't punted in college booming 60-yard punts. Right. You've got, uh, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm blanking on so much of it now at this point. I mean, you've got little bitty running backs from Central Arkansas that are really hard to tackle. Yeah. And you just, I mean, it was just, it was craziness. It was Yeah. Yeah, the the fumble from Central Arkansas. We forget about this fumble, (laughs) right? Yeah, they he the receiver literally dropped the ball and just sat there. Yeah, and Kendall Daniels kind of looked at it and went, "Oh, there's (laughs) the football. I guess I'll pick it up." Yeah, you know, it was just it was crazy, like just weird things like that all night.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was all kinds of stuff. Um, You know, Oklahoma State mostly stayed healthy. Uh, didn't sound like either of the injuries, which were to right tackle Jake Springfield and middle linebacker Justin Wright, didn't sound like either of them were serious. I think uh, you got to be cautious at this point. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you also got to got to get Dalton Cooper out there, and and I know that they're excited about what he can do as kind of the, in that sixth man role on the offensive line. So important to see what uh, you know what he looked like out there and uh, with the, with live bullets flying. So there's some value in that. So just really hard to wrap your head around everything we saw at Boone Pickens Stadium tonight. Um, I still feel like the defense has, you know, they're still putting the pieces together. I think that they have a lot of growth ahead. But I think that they've got a lot of talent that they can yeah. that they can do some stuff with. Colin Oliver did very little tonight. Yeah, he really did.
0: And I almost wonder—I don't want to say it's by design—but it sure felt like the base mm-hmm. vanilla part of it kind of left him right away from things.
1: Well, you mentioned they never went to uh, to the four-man line in no. in any you know other than like like goal line situations, and, and I
0: think that like. Brian Nardo said, I, w- I wish I could have unleashed the guys on third down more and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was a little bit of holding some guys back, holding some things back, keeping the playbook very simple, mm-hmm. very, very, very vanilla. I mean, to use their term, because they know people are going to start looking at film and trying to figure out what Nardo is going to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you have Colin Oliver, not a factor, mm-hmm. it could be beneficial later.
1: Yeah. Because so, I don't know what Colin
0: Oliver is going to do now. Right. I couldn't get any kind of read what kind of linebacker Colin Oliver is going to.
1: Exactly. No, no, it was hard hard to get a good feel. They played a lot of guys at corner. They uh-huh. rotated guys in at at linebacker. Uh, there was a moment late in the game where they had Ty Williams in for Kendall Daniels at that middle safety spot that we've been talking about how important that is, and they had they had Williams out there in in that situation. Mm-hmm. And obviously the defensive line rotated a ton of guys. Justin
0: Kirkland about killed a couple of linemen to bat down a pass. He
1: absolutely did.
0: He looked like a. A uh, bear swan on a fly or something. Yes, it was it was impressive.
1: Yeah, so lots of lots of guys on that defensive line that they can that they can rotate through. Uh, Deshaun Brown played a lot. I, w- I want to see the snap counts. He was yeah. on the field a uh, a good amount for for a young guy surrounded by so many veterans. Be very curious to see what uh, what his numbers look like when we get a chance to check those out on Sunday. So, lots of uh, lots of interesting stuff, uh, but. Just a, a just so hard to explain it, and it felt that way from the coaches, even. Yeah. In talking to, to Gundy, um, I know you visited with Nardo. I visited with Dunn. Like there was just a, uh, a an aspect of I'm not really sure how this yeah. happened this way, with with all of them. So very interesting ball game. You know, I don't know. I, I I thought we would probably learn more about this team, and I came away probably more confused than I was before uh, everything started up. So, um, I guess I guess with that, we'll go to the uh, the the closer of our post game podcasts the most important thing i forgot because there has to be a million of them in in this well you haven't talked about elijah collins that's a good debut that's a good one um he
0: came on strongly he had a what a Mm -hmm. 17-yard touchdown run yeah um looked really good i thought when he carried the ball he had a short run early and i thought "Uh." but then i think it was the blocking on that one and Mm -hmm. after that he looked good yeah and i I was i mean i thought jay nixon looked good at times too Mm -hmm. with the ball so i think the running backs are going to be pretty good it's just if they can get some holes to run through but I liked Elijah Collins a lot. I like his size. I like mm-hmm. his strength. I like the speed. Yep. I think he's going to be a really good running back.
1: Yeah. The 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 running back situation is just, it's one of those, you know, glass half full or glass half empty. They've got three guys that I think could all be their feature back. But they've only got three guys. And we know the last few years they've had to go four deep at that running back spot. I'm not trying to bag on Ceci Vilahi, but... He's a true freshman that's only been on campus since June. You know, they've, they've got to try to keep those three guys fresh. And they rotated them a bunch. There were a lot of drives yeah. where all three guys played. Yeah. Um, and all three guys touched the ball. So they're not afraid to rotate those guys as needed. And I think that's something that's probably a little bit different for uh, for, for this Oklahoma State team. What else did you forget, you think? Yeah. Uh, God, I um, have another one in on my mind, things? too, if you need another one. Yeah, I probably do. Uh, Brennan Presley. Oh, that's absolutely right.
0: Brennan Presley. Man, that guy, what yeah. can't he do?
1: Right. Well, the most impressive thing to me was that there's obviously, like there probably should have been two years ago, a very concerted effort to get him the ball in yeah. a variety of ways. Yeah. we, You know, he was in the slot a ton. They threw to him as much as they could. But they, they lined him up in the backfield a couple of times. One one time he flares out on it went down as a touchdown reception. I, I know it it was a lateral, it, it was, was a an eleven yard rush for a touchdown. Yes. But anyway, it's, my favorite part of that uh, play was,
0: though, was he went in motion, he ran a circle around Garrett Rangel and right. got in a spot. I yeah. was like, "What is this? This is this is a fun yep. wrinkle. Like, mm. it was just how, like it was almost like he he like uh, just made it up on the spot and it was like right. He exactly. had, he was handing out candy that day at practice and decided I was going to
1: run a circle around Garrett Rangel and it worked. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know they they lined him up back there and just handed him the ball one time. Um, mm-hmm. You know they 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 you know Gundy said they wanted. Want to have him in the twelve touch a game range, and I assume that includes his special teams. He had nine
0: today. Yeah, if you don't include fair catches on punts. Right. Yeah. So that's
1: uh, that's that's a good one because that is going to be interesting to watch. And I'm going to go ahead and throw in one last thing that I that I that I forgot. Um, You know, we should we should have done a whole segment on on transfers because there were a lot of them. But but. Dijon Stribling looks like he can be a serious playmaker. I
0: think he's going to be a problem for defenses. Yeah. I, I kind of wondered about that. I had, I mean, he was good at Washington State. Yeah, he was. And OSU has success when they bring in guys from Washington State. Mm-hmm. Think of Tay Martin, for yep. example. He's not as big as Tay, right?
1: Uh, uh, Taller. A little taller. Yeah. He
0: doesn't seem as thick as Tay. Maybe.
1: No, he you know doesn't me? look Because
0: I kept confusing for Brendan Presley, which blows my mind. Yeah. But... I think there's a little bit of possibility in that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think there that he's going to be a really dynamic outside receiver, and then when you mix in Bray on the other side, a guy that, that they can, I think, throw the fade to and, and do some, some different things like that with, man, I think, I think they've got a good variety in the skill sets of their receivers that they're gonna be able to work with. And I don't. I I know I counted at one point, and it was nine guys had had caught passes. Whenever Josiah Johnson caught a couple there in the third quarter, um, and that's not counting Quentin Stewart, who had his play wiped out yeah. by a penalty. So ten guys catching passes. That's that's a, a pretty good. impressive number, and there and there were guys that that didn't get chances today. So they didn't throw to Braden Cassidy. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> I just wanted to see that long hair
0: flow in the wind as right? ran
1: with the football. Uh, I was more disappointed that they didn't throw to Leon Johnson. Uh, oh yeah. But, uh, I I I honestly don't even know that he made it on the field. I don't know he did. that he participated. I'm not
0: sure he did uh, they did. Town check on. Town had they a good did.
1: catch. Yeah, he did. He had he had a good one. Um, surprised to see blaine green drop that one that was a that little was different a, yeah it was uh, I, I think he i think he realized he had a chance to uh, to to make some yardage after the catch and yeah. and rush things a little bit so all right well good deal let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up we will be back at stone cloud on monday not this monday it's labor day Oh that's right. Yeah, they will not closed. be they will not be open we can, Monday.
0: We could film that's on right. their patio but we're not
1: going to. No, it's it's too hot for that and, and there's no beer and there's no beer that, involved. So so, uh, so I apologize. We'll be back at Stone Cloud on uh, September 11th. Uh, but we will podcast on Monday.
0: Yeah, we'll figure out a way to podcast. Get, it
1: just won't d- be Stone get the Cloud. Old podcast It'll be a shortened about. version. Yeah, exactly because we'll be sober,
0: and we will be we Yeah, different. and we'll have, so. we'll have to drink like a soda or something from wherever we're at. Yep,
1: exactly. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the post-game Cowboy Chronicles. Thank you for joining us.
0: Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh,